the icon of the feast that we have here today, the icon of St. Peter and St. Paul, both holding up the church, is to me one of the preeminent icons of our unity that we are called to in Christ. Peter and Paul were extremely different. If there were like two ends of the spectrum uh, in terms of, you know, personality, in terms of education, in terms of social station, uh, it would be, well, St. Peter on the one hand, who was a, uh, a, a rough fisherman, um, and St. Paul on the other hand, who was uh, one of the educated elite in, in Judaism, uh, studied at the feet of Gamaliel, uh, a, uh, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, uh, he, he was, he was sort of the ultimate, if you will, in terms of the worldly considerations of what a good Jew should be. Uh, and, and they were, as I say, different in personality also. Simon Peter seems to have been a very impulsive sort. Uh, he, he was always saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to do this, or yes, I want to do that, or tell me to come to you on the water. And, 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 you know, just sort of speaking first and, and thinking later. Whereas uh, Paul, uh, being the educated person that he was, uh, while he was also very enthusiastic, uh, was, was really, um, was, was, if you read his, his letters, they're, they're very carefully, uh, considered and and very carefully structured and thought out. Um, St. Peter, we have his letters as well. Uh, his letters are a little rougher. Uh, probably first first Peter, it's probably written uh, through an amanuensis, uh, a scribe. Uh, it, the Greek there is a bit is somewhat polished. Second Peter, much rougher. Uh, to uh, the styles being so dissimilar and then the Greek being so rough that some people have suggested, well, no, it could be Peter. To me, that's actually good evidence <laughs> that it's probably Peter and that Peter had uh, somebody helping him write the first letter. Um, so you had, have these sort of diametrically opposite people uh, who, uh, and, and even more so, Peter was one of the, well, he was the first of the apostles. He was the, he was the chief of the apostles. He, he it was kind of first in terms of the, the leadership of those who, who were especially chosen by our, by our Lord, where St. Paul persecuted the church at first. He, he was, he was uh, uh, as, as Saul, going out and, and trying to, well, he was, he was uh, approving of the stoning of Stephen, uh, the very first Christian martyr. He, he went out and, and got letters to kind of drag Christians out of their homes and throw them in jail because they were professing Christ uh, until finally he had this, uh, this, this revelation, this encounter with Jesus Christ, uh, which, which turned his life around. Uh, and, and so he, we have kind of one, on the one hand, St. Peter is kind of almost, almost one of the first called, well, is one of the first called. And St. Paul, is, uh, he describes himself as one born out of, out of due time. That was kind of overdue. Uh, in terms of his birth, uh, so so again, on almost every level that you could think of, these two men are sort of diametrically opposite. Uh, you know, maybe not. Maybe opposite is too strong a word, but you know, very much on different ends of the spectrum. And, and so, to me, seeing them here, both holding up the Church of Christ, uh, is 
something that we really, really need to uh, both emphasize, have kind of drilled into our hearts, uh, and, and, and to remember as we ourselves go through this hugely polarizing uh, time that uh, in, terms of, in terms of politics, in terms of uh, social strata, in terms of all sorts of different things uh, that, that would, would seek to divide us and separate us from one another, uh, uh, as opposed to what we are called to in Christ, which is unity, uh, holding up the church together, just like Peter and St. Peter and St. Paul. So how does, how, I mean, how, how do they illustrate this? Well, to me, there's, there's kind of two, besides the fact that they're just, they're, they're here, they obviously ended their lives together, both as martyrs in Rome. Uh, they're, they're here on the icon, holding up the church together because they both in, in different ways uh, dedicated their entire lives to the gospel. But to me, the, the sort of quintessential moment that uh, kind of sums all of this up is the dispute between Peter and Paul over the Gentiles. Peter, of course, was one of the very first to, uh, well, was the very first to uh, bring Gentiles into the church. He was, he was specially commissioned by God. He had that, this, that vision uh, and was sent um, to uh, the household, to Cornelius and to his household. He preached the gospel to them. Uh, the Holy Spirit descended upon them as, as he had at Pentecost and, and he baptized them uh, because like, and, and then when he went back, he was getting in trouble for bringing Gentiles into the church. And he said, well, look, the Holy Spirit came upon them. What else, what else was I supposed to do? Uh, so he was, he was first in, in this ministry to the Gentiles. But of course, St. Paul is the one who ends up uh, really expanding that ministry as he, as he uh, is uh, brought with Barnabas into Antioch and then goes out on these missionary journeys, bringing the gospel to, uh, well, to his people, the Jews, the Jewish diaspora, uh, uh, as they're dispersed all across the empire. And the Jews keep rejecting the gospel for the most part, not, not entirely, but for the most part, uh, and, and often driving him out of the synagogues, after which Paul ends up being this apostle, inadvertent apostle to the Gentiles, reluctant apostle almost to the Gentiles, uh, because all the God-fearing Gentiles go after Paul and say, oh, we want to hear more about this Jesus that you're talking about. And, and, and so uh, he, he ends up... Um, converting more and more and more, bringing more and more Gentiles into the church uh, and, and thus becomes, uh, by, by God's grace, the apostle to the Gentiles. So Peter uh, is uh, in the church with Paul and he is starting to withdraw himself from fellowship with the Gentiles. The, the um, certain men claiming to come from James came up and said, look, we should really, you know, be separate. If you, if you haven't actually been circumcised, if you're not keeping the law, you're not be, living like a good Jew, uh, then, then you know, Jewish Christians really shouldn't be sitting together and eating together with Gentile Christians. And Peter listened to this uh, and was like, okay, well, I, I, I guess I should like, you know, you're still my brothers in Christ, but I'm just not going to be with you. And Paul calls out his error to his face in front of everybody. And so this tells me two key things about our unity in Christ. One, we have to be willing to tell one another the truth. 
even if it's difficult, even if, it, if we're required to do so in front of other people, even if it's going to be embarrassing and difficult to, 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 to say, what Christ calls us to is an absolute, unconditional commitment to the truth, both in terms of doctrine and in terms of how we live out that teaching. Uh, and so that's precisely what we see in the Apostle Paul. He, this is exactly what he does all the time. <laughs> he gets into so much trouble all the time. He gets, gets stoned and, and whipped and all sorts of, sort of terrible persecutions uh, from, from the Jews. And now he's right here in front of Peter telling, telling Peter, the leader of the apostles, you're wrong. But the other thing that this tells me in terms of our unity in Christ is, uh, well, look at Peter. Look at his response. He could very easily have done what I would probably have done in that situation, sort of get on his high horse and say, oh, I was the first apostle. Who are you, Paul, to tell me what to do? You were one night born, born of due time. You said so yourself. You could easily have made a huge ruckus and resisted. And it would actually not be atypical of Peter to do this sort of thing if you think about his personality. And yet, what does Christ do? Christ has had this effect on Peter, such that when Peter is confronted with the truth, even though it's difficult and unpleasant to hear, he recognizes it and he submits himself to it. And he admits, in this case, that he's wrong. And it is by this absolute commitment to the truth from both of these men that we have them standing here together holding up the church. In fact, I would suggest it is this same reality, this same ability to recognize the truth that was what enabled Peter and the other apostles to see in Paul the hand of God at work that here was a brother in Christ. Because, you know, initially the apostles are pretty suspicious of Paul, with good reason. You know, this sounds like a really great trick to get us all rounded up and thrown into prison. Now, he pretends to convert. Uh, but when he came and spoke privately to Peter, and, and, and then later on was, was, was brought and, and, and spoke to them all, Peter and the other apostles were able to recognize in Christ, this is someone, in Paul, this is someone who has seen Christ. This is someone who knows Jesus. This is someone who is absolutely committed to the truth, just like we are. And this, again, is exactly what we need as we make our way through this very difficult society in which we live. Yeah, there are things that are going to divide us, that are, that are going to separate us. They may be social things, they may be political things, they may be who knows what. None of that ultimately matters except for our absolute abiding commitment to the truth and our recognition of that, both in terms of our submission to it when we realize that we are wrong, our commitments to getting it right, and our commitment to one another, to every person in whom we see that same commitment to Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, 
who is the one whom we worship and adore, who is the one whom we obey in every aspect of our lives. And so as we follow the example of these two great servants of the church, these two great servants of our Lord Jesus Christ, these two great warriors committed absolutely with body, soul, and spirit to the truth in terms of doctrine and in terms of living out that doctrine, May God strengthen us and give us the ability to recognize in one another Christ at work, to recognize in one another that same commitment, absolute commitment to the truth, and to recognize in one another that, that, that love of Christ and the church and his truth that, that binds us together and that enables us to be, stand with St. Peter and St. Paul in the background of this icon holding up the very same church of our Lord and God and Savior Jesus Christ, to whom be glory, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and ages of ages.